Hello and welcome to the School of Attraction podcast. I'm Damien Deeker and I'll be talking with you about a range of topics from dating, attraction, masculinity, sexuality, life philosophy, and much, much more. So without any further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy listening to today's podcast just as much as I've enjoyed creating it. Many men look at dating coaches like myself as a kind of dating problem cure-all. Like, whatever your problems with women, you come to me and I'll fix them for you. Uh, And although in my videos here on YouTube, I don't just talk about techniques for attracting women, I spend a lot of time talking about men's self-development. If you have been watching my videos personally for any length of time, you'll know that I'm a huge advocate of spending a lot of time on developing yourself as a man first, before you think about trying to attract women. And in all honesty, where my greatest skill as a coach comes in is teaching you how to flirt, how to get dates, how to get numbers, and how to build attraction, much more so than in helping you develop yourself as a man and work through the really deep-rooted limitations that we put on ourselves as men and limiting beliefs and all this stuff that men go through. But what I've never really done is talked about where you should look if these are the parts of yourself as a man that you need to work on first. If you're trying to work on your masculinity, your sense of self, trying to deal with limiting beliefs, issues you've got uh, with your views towards women or other men or family members, all this kind of masculine self-development stuff, where do you look? Well, as you probably guessed from the title, today I'm going to be talking about men's groups, and they're super powerful. In fact, I believe every single man today should be a part of a men's group, that his life would be infinitely better. And today, I'm going to tell you why. Over the last few decades that I've been alive, I'm 37 years old, I've watched men's rights, men's needs, and masculinity all get pushed to the side in order to make space for women's needs, women's rights, and a concept of what modern femininity is supposed to be. And all these things, all these aspects of women, women's rights, women's femininity, these are very important, I agree. But it is never okay to push aside the men's stuff to do so. It was never really necessary. And what I find the most grievous crime of all is that women have decided to take it upon themselves to try to dictate to men what masculinity is. Now, it's not just that women are dictating it to men that I have such a beef with. It's that, by and large, women are dictating to boys, to our sons, what masculinity is supposed to be. They're doing this through media. They're doing this through Netflix. I mean, if a lot of the shows you watch on Netflix have a very twisted sense of what masculinity is. Uh, you know, this is done through uh, high schools and primary schools that are predominantly female teacher-led, right? We're trying to tell boys this is what masculine is. And the way that it's done is seriously hurting men. Why? Because what women are doing is they're trying to use shame. They're trying to use terms like man up. They're trying to use terms like this is what a real man does. A real man doesn't do this. And what it's attempting to do is to strike at men's weakest points. They're the most um, vulnerable parts of themselves, right? Their sense of masculinity and to poke them in a really mean way to try to force them, coerce them to behave in a way that women want us to behave. And I find this truly, truly abhorrent. For example, a woman might say, a real man doesn't bash his wife. Now, before I go on, beating your wife, laying your hands in an aggressive way on any woman at all is abhorrent. It's not appropriate. But with that being said, I'm willing to bet that the average man who beats his wife is probably more engaged with his masculine than the average yes man who just agrees with everything his wife says. And this is really the core of the problem. Women can't accept that 
there is a very dark and dangerous side to masculinity. Now, I'm not saying that because every man has a part of himself that's capable of aggressive acts of murder and rape, violence and anger, because that's a part of every man, because that's a part of masculinity, that doesn't mean that we have to express it in the world. But the worst thing that you can do with any part of masculinity is try to, is try to forcefully suppress it, look the other way and ignore it like it isn't there. The worst thing that we can do is be aware that there are those parts of us men and feel ashamed that that is a part of us. You know, the healthy way for men to deal with that is to accept that that's a part of us, accept that there is a very dark side to masculinity, embrace it, and learn to work with it in society in a way that doesn't cause us to express these traits in the world around us. In other words, we're dealing with these parts of masculinity in a healthy way. And, you know, don't even get me started on the term toxic masculinity, at least 50% of which is propagated by women themselves teaching toxic masculinity to their daughters and their sons. Uh, I hate the term. I really hate the term because everything is geared around this notion that masculinity is bad, that there is shame to be had in all things masculine. Um, instead, what men need to do, as I keep saying with the dark side, is accept this part of themselves and work with it and nurture it and love ourselves for who we are, not feel ashamed because women think that we should. And so it is that we find ourselves in a climate where there is a horrible sense of loneliness and isolation and depression and suicide rates amongst men that far exceed anything that women are experiencing. Because it's true, most men grow up without suitable male role models around them. You know, some men are, are lucky or fortunate enough to grow up with a father. That's great. Men like me, that was fantastic. I was very lucky. Plenty of men don't. But outside of that, what masculine role models do most men have? We, we don't have growing up as a teenager. I had a whole bunch of female teachers. I had my male friends, other teenagers with me. I didn't have grown men to, as a group, right, that I could be a part of, that I could learn what it meant to be a man. I just had my dad. And my dad was fantastic. My dad didn't do anything wrong. But, but you need, as a man, you need to be around men growing up, right? I think women need to spend time around women as well growing up. It's part of our, I think it's part of a fundamental need that we have as, as young boys. And it's in this climate that men's groups really come into their own. So what is a men's group? Well, a men's group is essentially a group of men who meet regularly. And this group of men are generally more emotionally intelligent than the average guy on average. Uh, what these group of men want to do is they, they meet regularly every week or so to support each other. All right. And by support, what I mean is a men's group will look a little bit like this. In my experience, group of men meet maybe five or six men in a group and each man has time to express to the group what he's going through at this point in time. It could be stuff to do with sexual dysfunction. It might be frustration at family members. It could be things going on with his partner. It could be things that are totally non-gender related. It could just be general health issues. It could be um, anger at work or his boss or, you know, stuff that's going on in our lives, right? And what we're doing is we have a chance to be heard by a group of our peers, by a group of other men. And those men then take it turns. They take a chance to give us feedback or give us support or give us what they feel we need to hear. And some men will give you feedback that's useful at the time. Some men will give you use, uh, feedback or advice that's not useful at the time. But the, the, the key to a men's group is that as a group, you will almost always get crucial feedback from the other men. If I were to give you an example of my experience with men's group, I joined a men's group when I was 22. It was very, very young for a guy. Almost all the men in men's groups were sort of 30 and above. But I, I really wanted to work on myself as a guy. And 
I learned from that men's group some critical lessons. First of all, at 22, by the time I was 23 in the group, I was starting to really understand that I was angry at women. After my first relationship, I was furious at women. And I hadn't let go of it. And I closed off emotionally. So what I was doing was going around shagging lots of women. Um, and just, I didn't care what kind of damage I caused along the way. Because I was so mad at my first girlfriend for screwing me up. I blamed her for everything. I didn't take any of the blame onto myself, which I should have done. She didn't do nice things either, but neither did I. And what I did was I spent so much time being mad that I, I wasn't... I was making the world a worse place, and I was also not growing myself. I was staying this hurt little boy inside, just stuck behind a wall, shagging lots of women behind that wall without really feeling anything. And the men's group taught me to open up emotionally. It taught me that there's nothing wrong with casual sex, but it taught me that you can't do it from a place of fear. You can't do it from a place of trying to lash out at women. You have to do it from a place of love. You have to do it from a place of, I really like you and I'm sexually attracted to you. And I want to do something that's mutually beneficial here and just have fun. Approaching women, having this mindset around women, appreciating women, really appreciating them, letting go of the anger and the resentment and just loving them for who they are, even those women can sometimes and frequently be frustrating. I learned how to do these things. I learned critically as a man how not to be a nice guy, how not to be stepped all over by women in a relationship. It's another reason I stayed closed off. I felt like the second I loved someone, I would suddenly become a victim, right? They would get power over me. And I learned to really be able to be a strong masculine man, setting clear boundaries, looking after myself, not being walked over, while at the same time being sensitive to her needs and caring about what her needs were. Um, but at the same time, being willing to put my own needs first if the situation called for it and being okay with that. And having a men's group can really help immensely because as you try to let go of being a nice guy, as you try to open up, it, the world becomes confusing. For any of you men watching, you probably know that it is confusing to know where, where should I set a strong boundary and where should I yield and give a woman what she wants? Where's the healthy line? And for many men, that's super complicated until you really sort of stuck in your masculine, you're really comfortable setting boundaries. That's really hard without the support of other men around you. Now, men's groups are generally not sexist. They're generally not conspiratorial, thinking the world is against them. They're not even generally men's rights activists like I am. On the whole, they're just a group of guys who really want to serve and be served by a group of men, who really want to spend some time regularly being pushed into their masculine, their true masculine, by a group of men who know what it's like to be a man. And you know, the very best part about a men's group is that they're generally completely free. Almost every city that I've been into to in the world, largest cities, let's say any city over about 150,000 people, sometimes smaller, they always have at least one men's group floating around. Uh, and that's fantastic. All I've ever done is I've hopped onto Facebook or I've done a bit of Google searching for men's group in whatever city I'm in. And there's almost always a group and they're usually very welcome to new members joining. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that every man watching owes it to himself to spend some time around other men. It's very hard in our society, a society that tries to constantly shove down your throat what a man is. Um, it's very hard to see clearly. It's not just like women doing it. There are other kind of very extremist factions of ideologies that some men have, right? And they try to force that down your throat. It's very hard as a man alone to see all of that and not be pushed around by it. Right? It's very hard to find what your true north is as a man. And having that group of men, that is just invaluable. I think every man watching owes it to himself to give a men's group a try for a month. That's my challenge to you.
That's it, and thank you for watching today's podcast. As a high five for taking the time to learn today, you can head over to schoolofattraction.com forward slash personality test to complete our scientifically backed attraction personality test, which will help you uncover the areas you most need to work on based on your personality assessment. Take care, and I look forward to bringing you my next podcast.